Don't run away, I'm talking to you. Just like a deity. You know, it frustrates me to be in the very presence of God and not be able to communicate with him or her. Are you trying to teach me a lesson? I guess you've been trying to teach me all my life and I've only listened sporadically? Is this my comeuppance, my penance? Why not let you ask and answer your own questions? You were doing well. Why do you need me? Aren't you the arbiter of all things? Why wouldn't I want to get it straight from the horse's mouth? I'm sorry, that's not a nice thing to call a lady. I'm anything but a lady. Princess Diana was a lady. I am everything. And this representation could change from this... To this. To this. To this. And this, and... Back to me. Always back to me. So those were all of you? Yes. And you were half right. Trying to teach you by showing you truth, yes... You told me once that you loved truth. Is that still accurate? You know all things. Are you being a wiseacre? You know all things. Yes. The answer is yes. Age 15, after your accident, you were still trying to make sense of it, and you were clamoring for peace. I don't know why you keep bringing that up. It's ancient history. I'm rather fond of ancient history myself. But I like reinterpretations occasionally, for perspective's sake. That's why I take a young mind, like yours, and give you insight and lead you into and through your experiences, to teach you and motivate you to do for me what I can't force you to do, change. Don't you know in this current state of the world, change, adaptation means life? When you grow, I live that much more. And you can help others to grow, and they others, and life follows exponentially. I see. You see, Jason, you are essential to my plan. I need you to step up. I don't want to be a part of any plan. Why not? That stays with me. State your reason. You're going to tell me we are connected and essential... And we are to remain hopeful and faithful and trust all day and blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, I don't understand why I am even getting special treatment by you being here. Except, yeah, I got that explanation about exponential growth and all that. But the real reason is, I just don't feel all that important. Or blessed enough to feel essential to the production. And I feel my efforts would be fruitless. That's assuming you are trying to enlist me to act for you. You are, right? I am. Well, I can't be interested in playing a part, especially if I can't be sure you are real and not just a figment. There's still some doubt? There's always doubt. Good. What? Doubt is not negation, as some people count it. It is an invitation for proof, a begging for proof, which only we can supply. Go on, say it. What? What is it you want? I want freedom. From what? From whom? Yes, we shall see. And now... Why do you think that is? Some people know, others don't. You don't care? No. You don't hide anything? I do. What? I can't. What's wrong? Don't you think I have secrets? I know all yours. 
Really? You think? If you only knew. What? Tell me. No. Why not? Some things will push you away, and I don't want to do that. Noemi, it's me. Yes, I know you. Don't tell me I don't. We don't have to talk about it. Come here. No. If it upsets you, we don't have to talk about it. Okay. Do you know Jessica F? She's a sophomore. Yes, she's a friend of mine. Why? I don't know. She asked me to tell. Hey, you guys. Stop what you're doing. Mom and dad are home. We are not doing anything. Bull, you're always doing something. I can hear right through these walls. Ha, not in your life. What? Just cut it out, Jason. Can I borrow five bucks? Sure, it's on the dresser. Thanks. Sorry. Leave it and leave. Sorry. Sorry about that. You know we can talk about anything we want, anytime. No problem. Maybe later. Welcome to our eighth episode of Minutia. Written by J-Town and sponsored by Bashwinger Insurance Agency and Miller Printing, Amsterdam, New York. In today's episode, we see Miriam stricken by her second heart attack as her family gathers at the hospital amidst personal family intrigue to monitor her progress. Flashbacks at the beginning and end of the show are of 15-year-old Jason and his girlfriend Noemi, plus one in the middle. Thank you for listening to us at Minutia. I'll drive. Don't speak. Honey? Don't honey me. What you did was unforgivable. Do you realize the sacrifices your family made for you while you pretended to be sick for how long? How many years, Dad? Too many. Exactly. What the hell were you thinking? I was sick. Right. I was diagnosed with dementia, young lady. So mind yourself. And my reasons are mine. Get the out of here, you Go! You okay? Yeah, that stupid Thanks. We're here. Are you alright to go in? Of course, it's just dementia. My legs are fine. Call Mary. Right. Inside. We don't know yet. As for me, I'll explain later. Anna? Mary was right. You're a fraud. Where's your wheelchair, huh? Anna? Don't Anna me. Grandma, knock it off. He'll explain later. We need to focus. They said we would know about Mom soon, so let's start praying. Now come on, even derelicts like me can pray. Christ said, I will not turn away anybody who comes to me. So let's go. Join hands. Pops, you go first. Dear Lord, we gather here together this The mist grew thicker by the minute as we made our way through the last few miles down the coast before our condo. Josh said he couldn't see the road and had slowed to a crawl already, and then, without warning, slammed on the brakes, sending me flying against the dashboard and Molly against the back of my seat with a yelp. The comments came instantaneously. What the hell? I was sleeping, she cried, oblivious to my pain, as usual. Jen, did you see that, he said? Something out there? We all scanned our milky horizons. The fog was so thick that we couldn't discern anything out of the windows. Dad, speed up, Molly said. I can't see anything. Watch the sides. 
he said as he locked all the doors and windows. We inched forward with myself and my stepdaughter watching the edges of the road while my husband drove gingerly. Mark a mile 116, I yelled. Only one mile to home, Josh said, good. Molly pulled her legs up to her chin as she sat in the back seat. The rock bounced off the hood once and then pierced the windshield and knocked into Josh, sending shattered glass into his eyes, halting the car and setting off the worst, most primal screams from Molly I've ever heard. And that's all he wrote. You know, when I read this first, I chalked it up to a diseased mind. He's trying to say something, right? About us? Our family? Yes, but indirectly. Note, father, mother, sister, but not step. You see, it doesn't exactly correlate. But where it does... Is the stranger the enemy? It's him, isn't it? I think so. I think so. This one's different, not random, more centered. He's warning us. He doubted his ability to help and heal. And when he couldn't be there, he was hindering. Why didn't he just open his mouth? Rachel? I don't know. Oh, don't clam up on me now. You're in love with him, for goodness sake. You're bearing his child. Yeah. I don't know. Don't know what? It may not be. Great. More good news. Hi, Dr. Snyder. Jackson. Did a miracle happen you didn't tell me about? He's evidently not telling anybody about it. Mary, Anna, you're Margaret, right? Yes. Nice to meet you finally, Doctor. Well, Miriam had a mild heart failure localized in the left ventricle. When this happens, the ventricle, which is a chamber in the heart, loses its ability to contract normally and its ability to pump blood through the heart. We stabilized her function, and she is stable. But no visitors today, okay? She needs rest. Yes. Uh, thanks, Doctor. Yes, thanks. But when can we see her? We'll try for tomorrow. Okay. Let's go home. Okay. So you lied about the whole thing? Yes. I lied to protect myself. How is that protecting yourself? I don't know. Sit down. Now listen, enough with your shadows and darkness. Everybody has darkness, but we bring it to the light and let it go. You should do the same. I didn't want to struggle anymore. I didn't want to lead anymore. I just wanted to relax and do the minimum. You've been doing that your whole life. Dad, it's called retirement. I wanted to be free. Bullshit. You just wanted to take advantage of us, of our kindness. I think it's just in your nature. Mom's right. You were scamming us. Do you hate me? No, but I trusted you. I stuck up for you. And this is how you repay me? By pretending to have dementia? For how many years? Actually, Anna, how many times did you or Mary come up and visit just me during this time? A handful. And you didn't suffer, did you? Now the results of my rules rest squarely on me. Good. It's going to take a lot for you to overcome this time on top of everything else. Your addictions, your womanizing. I know. I know. Dad, look at me. We know you haven't always been dedicated to this family, but this business doesn't help. I, I know. But get it together now, Dad, because we need you now. This life is one lesson after another, and we need to learn them if we are to progress, right? And if we fail, others fail around us. 
Just learn the lesson. Care for us. Help us. Redeem the time. Mm, all right. Dad, we need to talk about eventualities. But you heard what the doctor said. A human doctor said, right? He could be wrong. I'm a proxy. I'm a, I assume there are more. I am as well. Good. Then let's get started. Soup's ready. The next morning, as the family begins to arrive for a visit, Miriam has a visitor. Hi, Miriam. Hi, Father. Have I died yet? Oh, uh, just a friendly visit. I imagine you've had plenty of unfriendly visits in your time. Plenty. I requested you to help me with a problem. What is it, Mir? I guess what I had was mild, not enough to kill me, but enough to put me in here. In your presence and in what I can only imagine is a family reunion. And coming fresh off of my only son being murdered and a family friend killing him. So what, in your estimation, is my responsibility here? To respect and appreciate the sovereignty of God and his plan or to fire back at him in anger? Because honestly, I'm feeling a little of both. Yes, Miriam. You have a right to be. So, no sermons. You are always in the presence of God because he is in all and is all. To have more life should make you grateful, seeing that you have finite days left. And you have a perfect right to be angry with those responsible for Jason's death and maybe with God if it helps you heal. But sooner or later, you will have to shed that attitude, like yesterday's clothes, if you plan on maturing. And I think that is why you have a second chance now, because you have plans to mature, don't you? Yes. Take three steps to make two, if need be. But take the steps. You need it, and they are worthwhile. No sermons, huh? You could take the boy out of the father. Yes. Now, I'm going to finish my circuit, but I'll be back later. Thanks, Father. No worries. After her vitals and medications, Miriam sits uncomfortably up in bed. I guess I'm understanding more, so you can release me from your demands. It's hard enough raising a family these days, but without a mate, without a son, with a wayward daughter, boy, you sure lay it on thick, don't you? Have you ever figured on me opting out too? I could have, but I didn't. I just want you to understand that when ladling more trials on me. I can break, you know. She rests as the family arrives. You okay, Mom? Oh, yes, dear. The legs don't work like they used to. I don't think you should go in and see her. Not now. Why not? What do you think will happen when she sees you walking like you are, with your pathetic explanations? She's already had one heart attack. She's my wife. Besides, what better place to reveal it than in a hospital, with doctors and nurses here to care for her if she has another one? Perverse logic. All right. But remember, limit the talk to her condition, if possible, not yours. Okay. Jackson, someday you'll have to tell me about your miracle. Right now, she's resting comfortably, so don't upset her. I hope to release her tomorrow or the next day. Now, two at a time. How about three? Just this once. I'll wait. Good choice. The women all file into Miriam's room. 
Hi there, everybody. Welcome. Hi, Mom. Hi, dear. Mom, Mary, thanks for coming. Doc said he wants to release you in a couple of days. How do you feel about that? Oh, I don't know. I, I just don't feel that strong. You look good. Where's Jackson? Out there? Somebody go and wheel him in. Mom. What? I'll go get him. He's got something to tell you about his condition. Has it improved? <laughs> I'll say. Jackson walks in. Jackson, how did you... Hello, sweetheart. I, I guess I lied to you. Everyone out, except you. We'll be right outside, listening. The women leave. You did what? Well, for, for the past seven years, I've been lying about the severity of my condition. Why does this not surprise me? From the beginning, you've lied about something. Women, drugs, food, accidents. I think it's the only thing you've done consistently well in all the time I've known you. Mirror? Don't mirror me. I don't understand how you could keep up such a lie. Play it out. Make me expend so much time and talent and treasure on you at the expense of my health and say nothing till now. I suppose I outed you when I had my attack. How long would you have gone on had I been healthy? Unbelievable. You had better damn well say something. I'm sorry? Oh, well, that's a start. I had it with authority, with responsibility. I know that's pathetic. But have you ever been so disillusioned with life and your own failure? No. And that's pitiful, piss poor, and pathetic. You could have just said something, and that's what irritates me. Are you okay now? Don't lie to me. Well, I still have dementia, but I'll be fine. We have history, old man. Otherwise, you would be out on your ass. I need some serving, and you are going to do it. Now, go tell them I need my rest, and I'll see them in a couple of days. Now! Remember. Here you are. Here we are. Again. I'm glad I can come here and talk with you. It seems like you are always here, listening, or I'm going crazy, more likely. Sorry. I have so much to unload on you, I don't know where to begin. Uh, perhaps, with the entrapment, I hear people trying to lay their guilt on me as if we did something wrong in being with each other, but I don't feel damn bit guilty for what we did. It was one of the most beautiful acts I've ever done, probably because of the way I felt, feel about you. I love you. I've deceived you, though, haven't I? And for that... I am truly sorry. I am wrapped in myself, deeply held, and my escaping thoughts are screams for help. I wrote that for you. It was how I thought you felt every day. I often wondered how you could still feel after so many years inside, after those traps she laid. I had hoped that I could be the one to free you, but I was too late. 
And so it goes. Tell me, someday, how you truly felt when she left you? Someday? In the meantime, I'll keep coming here to your new green prison and talking to you and hoping. Thanks for coming over. You're welcomed. You mean welcome. I mean what I say, don't you? Of course. What do you want to drink? Do you have a key for that? Yep. Cool. That one. Pour it quick. We'll take it back to my room. Okay. Have you ever had rum? Of course. Where? At a party. Where? Full of questions, are we? Yoda. My mom. Oh. Who are you most like? Your mom or your dad? I... both. Strong yet kind. Intelligent, yet ignorant. You? My mom? Insightful. My dad is a louse. Don't say that. You don't live with him. He lies, he cheats. Everyone lies. Except you. How do you know? I'll test you. What's your middle name? Clarice. Do you love me? Yes. Good. Do you like being with me? No Emmy. Yes. And no. What do you mean? It only works with yes or no question. Don't try to be funny. Answer the question. Did anybody ever tell you you're a mean drunk? No, Emmy. Fine. It's not that I don't like it, but I'm so young, and I'm not sure about so much. Like what? I don't know. I want so much in life. To settle on one thing betrays my options. I don't get what you're saying. Are you sleeping with someone else, no, Emmy? Jason... I'm with you because I want to be, because of your understanding and wisdom. Don't betray me now with anger and ignorance. What do you want me to do? Listen, don't react. It's just that I don't know who I am, and I want so much. I don't want this to get in the way. I care about you. You and I are one of a kind. I feel that. But I need to explore something about myself. Something that you may not understand. Try me. I don't know if I like girls, or boys, or any, or even which one I am. See, what did I tell you? And you were going to tell me when? Never mind. Don't go, please. Just shack, that's all. Sit back down, Noemi. You can be anybody you wish, and I will still love you. Do you mean that? Always. Thanks. Is Jessica helping you with this? Yes. It's okay. Come here. Lay down with me. Here. Everything's going to be all right. Thank you for listening to Minutia Episode 8. Please tune in again. The players for today's episode include Adam Starnes as Jason McDonald, Richard C. Johnson as Jackson McDonald, Cheryl Charbonneau as Miriam McDonald, Katrina Wilkinson as Margaret McDonald and as Margaret at 15, Rita Machin as Rachel Levine, Christine Shimino as The Voice, Paula Turco Hoffe as Mary Martinez, Kathy Ozick as Anna Bedard, John Huppick as Father Fitzgerald, Michael Shimino as Jason at 15, Kelsey Wood as Noemi at 14, Bill Fitzgerald as Dr. Snyder, 
and Homer Charbonneau as the narrator. Under studies include Tricia Studo, Tony De Palma. Special thanks to the Century Club Amsterdam, New York, to our sponsors Bashwinger Insurance Agency and Miller Printing, and to Aaron Sickler for sound production and recording, and to Gary Wager for special music. Please go to bobcudmore.com to hear the latest episodes of Minutia.